You already know that Illegal Pete's makes delicious, mission-style Mexican food. But did you know that Illegal Pete's uses its marketing funds to support Colorado creative talent that we love? We support the Denver Diatribe podcast, the Grolix Comedy Showcase, Rocky Mountain Roller Girls, the Yellow Designs BMX Stunt Team, Apex Movement Parkour Team, the Underground Music Showcase, and more. We even have our own record label, The Greater Than Collective, with albums by The Epilogues, Snake Rattle Rattlesnake, Esme Patterson, Ian Cook, and comedian Ben Roy, and a starving artist program that feeds out-of-town bands traveling in Colorado for free. Illegal Pete's. We're more than just a restaurant. So, let us put our food... And music... And comedy... And sports... Inside you. Please. Please. Denver, Denver, I'm from Denver, 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 I'm from Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast about Denver, Colorado, the city that smells like a campfire and tastes like a s'more. I'm Ron Doyle. With me this week is Taylor Gonda, co-host of These Things Matter podcast and apparently the arch nemesis to the Denver Diatribe. <laughs> fake, fake arch nemesis. Oh, okay. It's fake, all fake. Fake, ar- fake arch nemesis. Good, because we I was a little concerned that uh, South Stands Denver are a real arch nemesis. Ah. Real fake arch nemesis. Uh, they would be disappointed. Yeah. They would actually start battling you. Or oh. maybe they would side up with you. I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure. Well, they, they talk a lot on Twitter. I know that. And we just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Colin, Colin is a prolific yeah. Tweet. tweeter. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He's, do you, do he's you have an dick. actual feud with them? Like, are you- no. When, uh, a couple of years ago, when we first started, uh, when we were first nominated for the Westward Web Awards, <laughs> yeah. they were also nominated oh. and they flipped out because at the time, uh, two of my co-hosts were westward staffers oh, and then a westward okay. podcast one uh-huh. so they I they see. were like oh it's insider yeah, <laughs> it's rigged which it probably was well here's my question and in no and no disrespect no disrespect to your co-host or westward or anything like who the hell cares like yeah you know? <laughs> we've all got about 150 listeners between exactly the 17 right. podcasts that are in this town yeah and most of them probably don't even know anything about the westward web awards you know, I think, I don't know if most people in the town know about it. I doubt it. Got, yeah. You know, nothing against Westward or anything. Yeah. But. Did you, but do you know what people in Denver do know about? What's that? They know about summer, Taylor. They, <laughs> they know about summer. And that's why this week we're talking about what we love and hate about summer. We're sure. going to make some forecasts. We're going to make some predictions okay. about what this summer is going to look like. We're going to talk about what the big summer jam is going to be. The song. Oh, boy. Because I'm... Yeah, we're going to talk about the best concert of the summer. Okay. We're going to talk about summer fashions. Oh. If anybody gets that reference, that's that's a strong bad reference from late 90s sure. internet, if you get that. Sure. Uh, the best place to cool off in Denver, best and worst summer patios in Denver, and uh, we might even talk about what the, the trendy cocktail of the summer is going to be. <laughs> Everybody, take note. We're going we're gonna to talk about places that we love and hate. We're going to make a few predictions about what's going to be big. Uh, this is a non-scientific podcast today. We're just going to experiment. We're going to have a little fun. My co-hosts are not here. <laughs> I scared just, them it's away. It's just me and Taylor. Uh, I told them that she's our arch nemesis, and they all decided they <laughs> couldn't hang. Well, what kind of arch nemesis is that? Come on. We got we to gotta battle. We got to do, do battle with each they're, other. They're like... Vocally. They're, they're kind of like... <laughs> 
the the lesser Avengers. Oh, okay. They're, they're scared. They're so, which afraid. are you? Are you Tony Stark? Is that what you're saying? Oh God. Well, <laughs> I guess if I have to be. No, no. Joel has Joel has the goatee. He's okay. definitely Tony Stark. Okay. So, are you Thor with blonde hair? <laughs> I had a at, god at, from another planet at Denver Comic Con. world at Denver Comic Con. I had three people at random. Uh, come up to me and say, next year you should dress up like Captain America. Oh, no, I see it now. There yeah, you go. It's Captain just America. Of Cap- course you are. Of course I am. <laughs> God. Terrible. Mike, that, yeah. Yeah. As much as I want to deny that, yeah. it's probably accurate. That's a good movie. Speaking of a summer movie. Yeah, that's what we, we didn't have on the list before is a summer blockbuster. Well, but you know, I mean. You want to start there? Let's. Well, technically, you know, that'd be co-opting a show of mine, technically. I mean, it was a while back, but. Well, what do you mean a while back? What did you, when did you talk about summer blockbusters? We talked about summer blockbusters last year with uh, Har- uh, Harrison Reigns, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, so what, what were they, what were the big summer blockbusters that came up? Well, I think the discussion, because our show is very nostalgic, as, yes. as we were talking about, it's, it's evergreen. We can talk about anything from the past mostly we talk about the past right and you talk about the summer blockbusters of your youth mm-hmm. and how significant those were especially the summer ones that you could like go you know your mom's at work or something and you go to the theater by yourself and you sit there and watch like you know depending on how old you are you know a star wars for example sure and et e. for e. example et was my very first movie was it oh my gosh and i and i was like five years old and it was fabulous all the way up until his finger lit up and then apparently i lost my shit ah. i lost it and i freaked out and yeah. my parents had to take me out of the theater but yeah yeah exactly uh, i was terrified of et do you too. think do you think people even actually go do i mean go do the summer blockbuster anymore i mean i think <laughs> Now here's the thing. Now I'm going to undercut this entire show right now. Oh, you're you're. It's already over. Okay, it's over. It's, it's done. Go for it. May, may I ask how old you are, Ron? I'm I am 33. 33. Okay. I will be turning 34 in late July. Okay, yeah. I'm 31. Okay, I'll yes. be turning 32 in August. Perfect. So we are old people. <laughs> <sighs> for summer blockbusters, we are old people. So I feel like, uh, and in general, in summer, in, for summer in general, we're old people. Like summer's for kids. Summer's for like yeah. you know, teenagers and kids running around, getting into trouble, like you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because popsicles uh, and stuff. Yeah, you you see that in the list of things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Which um, totally is uh, where's the nice patio? Where's the place to cool off? Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not like where's the place we can go smoke weed behind a dumpster? <laughs> yeah, which is the <laughs> ultimate summer thing. Skateboard around, smoking weed. So, yeah, whatever. where can where where can I go skateboarding and not get yeah, caught? Yeah, and both both of us did that when we were kids, right? We were both delinquents. Absolutely, <laughs> I, in college, I was I was a good boy. And, oh, okay. I was a good boy until I got to college, and okay. then I went off the deep end. I've pretty much been a good boy. <laughs> <my whole life>. <laughs> <laughs> so you were pretty well behaved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, when I think of a summer blockbuster, I think, oh, air conditioning. That's like my number yeah, one. Like right. that's why you go to the movies in the summer. And for me, it's it's the whatever is. The one dollar kids movie that there I can take my daughters to at nine o'clock in the morning, yeah. so my wife can have a break. Oh, nine o'clock in the morning movie—that's the best. Oh, nine o'clock in the morning movies, absolutely. But yeah. you know, so I don't even let's let's talk about summer blockbusters sure. really quick. So, are there any movies coming this summer that that have the potential to actually be worth going out to the theater for? It's got to be a really exceptional movie for me to go to the theater anymore. Yes, because it's so expensive and frankly, Netflix has me chained to my TV. <laughs> so. I did go see the new Star Trek. 
You did. I did. Yeah. I, I have a friend who's a Trekkie, so or Trekker. I don't was know what was the, it good. I I, I love really I loved it. the last one. Yeah, I mean it's it's very succinct storytelling. It's very much like I, I don't know the screenplay just gets you right in there and it just like boom action starts and and you know I don't know I, I don't even know who wrote it. See normally J.J. Like Abrams did he write uh, himself? Uh, I don't know if he wrote it himself, but I know he directed. Yeah. And right now I'm going through the process of judging all of his work. <laughs> Because he's making the next Star Wars movie, and oh, I have right, to right, know right. what he's going to do. I, you know what? I'll say that the the new Star Trek makes me think that the new Star Wars might be pretty good, actually, because cool. it, it it has that that popcorn feel yeah. of like just a fun kind of romp. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. it's also there's a lot of pathos. There's a lot of like, you know, hey, remember this from this old character, this thing that this old character did? Like, there's a tribble in the movie, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Even though my my friend I was with was like. If they haven't yet gone on their five-year mission, how do they know about Tribbles yet? They have to go find the Tribble planet. Oh, so the super geeks are going to freak. Well, they did. They, they, all, most of them don't like the new cast and, and don't like, you know, the sort of where they're taking <laughs> Whatever. it. Whatever. But Benedict Cumberbatch, I mean, come is, on. Is phenomenal. So amazing. He's con. Is he? So He's incredible. amazing at anything he He's does. amazing at anything, yes. It doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah, his cheekbones could, could cut paper. It's, so good. <laughs> <laughs> but his voice too, you know, oh, yeah. his beautifully royal Shakespeare company trained voice. Yeah, right. It's amazing. Uh, if if you don't know who Benedict is, folks, Google <laughs> the man and then watch Sherlock. Watch Sherlock, and then uh, your it, life will be different. Yes. Oh. Now, uh, do you think? But do you think the Star Trek is going to be big enough that it that it will be the Avatar? No, and we haven't had since Avatar. Has there been a movie that was at that level? Super no. Eight was was an, a phenomenal movie that I wish had actually gone somewhere. Yeah. Speaking of J.J. Of Abrams, I, I wish that movie had done more because it was the classic popcorn movie. Sure. It felt like, when I watched it, it felt like I was watching E.T. and Goonies and a whole bunch of other movies from yeah. my childhood all at once. I think that was the complaint about it, though, wasn't it? That it was sort of... It was too... Too was referential, too maybe? Uh, well, yeah, too perfect, yeah. <laughs> it, it was very... You could tell Spielberg had his fingers in yeah. it. Yeah. But... I don't know. I mean, I, well, I think the title was terrible. And, yeah. And so people didn't know what it was and they didn't go see it. Yeah. And they were confusing it with 8 millimeter. Yeah, right, right, right. Which you don't want to confuse. You don't, <laughs> you ever don't ever want to accidentally get it. twisted there. Well, so by Avatar being, do you mean like both box office success and like critical success? Oh, well, I don't, I don't really care about critical success. For it to be a blockbuster, in my mind, it just, everybody has to be going to it and oh, then okay. asking everybody else, did you go do it? Yeah. It has to be an event of the summer for everyone else. Okay. I mean, Iron Man 3 was pretty big, but this is the thing. I don't talk to people who go to movies in the theater anymore. Is it anymore. over? Is that, is that sort of going to the movies phenomena over? Is it just over for us because we're old? I don't know. There's, there, well, The Great Gatsby I thought was going to be huge. Yeah, and it didn't. I mean, and that's that's the one that I'm assuming that the teenagers really are into. But I don't they're know all, any. I don't know any teenagers. They have they have reports to write oh, about. Well, it. I suppose. Uh, good luck on that report. Uh, right. How about how about the the big summer jam, the big song? Okay, this is this is personally important for me. Okay, because my daughter, my four year old daughter, literally walks around the house all day long singing "Call Me Maybe." <laughs> Or firework. <laughs> okay. Uh, with the occasional bit of Bob Marley or Duran Duran thrown in because sure. uh, of her parents. Okay. Um, I have to get Call Me Maybe out of my house. It's, uh, it's got to stop. Mm-hmm. I need a different song. Yeah. So my, my co-host, Joel, he, he says that his son, five-year-old mm-hmm. son, 
has after one play, mm-hmm. his son was singing Daft Punk's Get Lucky. He was singing the chorus. Okay. So everybody's predicting that's going to be the big song. I've, I find it fascinating, and, and I'm not the first one to say this, I don't think, but that, that, that Daft Punk kind of... I, I would never think, I would never talk to people and, and they'd say, oh, Daft Punk is my favorite band. But then all of a no sudden way. this album came out and it's like everybody is the world's biggest Daft Punk fan all of a sudden. <laughs> And and it was even like before before it came out. Even everybody was in, in anticipation of this album. Yeah, I, you know. Well, I, you got to wonder if the the music executives plugged uh, that song into Could their be. little their little algorithm that determines whether or not the song is going to be a hit, <laughs> right? Uh, which actually exists. It's, yeah, it's real. Uh, and then they they said, oh, this song is going to blow the charts up. Yeah, and so they had to start pushing it right away so people would actually. That's listen. probably true. I, I like the new album. It's interesting, though. Uh, somebody, uh, uh, AP Mike from the best show on WFMU, uh, which is a completely obscure reference unless you're crazy like me, he pointed out that the whole album sounds a lot like Steely Dan. <laughs> and, like Daft Punk <laughs> does Steely Dan. And it really, like, I, can't think, I can't hear it in any other way now. I, it's like Daft Punk doing like adult contemporary kind of, not slow jams, but just like, it's just not as like danceable as most uh, at the as the other daft punk albums out there. there's there's also you know mariah carey people are predicting will have something really? big of, yeah isn't she like bruno like mars well well passed over with her career oh it's never over i guess not i guess not especially not for like a summer jam i guess the, that can her her song beautiful uh, i i think is supposed to be it's it's, it's supposed to be beautiful it's, pre- it's supposed to be beautiful <laughs> I don't know if it's beautiful. I mean, do you really think the summer song has to be beautiful? No. Because Call Me Maybe is not a, not a beautiful song. Which, you know, I, have to, I must admit, but it is fun. the first time I heard Call Me Maybe was maybe like three months ago. Like, I know. What? Because I haven't, you know what, I haven't been going to the gay clubs recently. So that's probably, <laughs> that's probably why. Actually, you know what? I probably heard it three years ago at a gay club and I just didn't know what it was. You didn't realize what it was you were listening to <laughs> yeah, until right. that time. Yeah. And then the yeah. general public caught on. There are, there are other songs too, though, like the, the Miley Cyrus song. Uh, I'm, I'm, I haven't, I don't actually know. The jam one. from several years ago? Yeah, maybe? the jam. For the, um, it's, oh, my friend Warren's going to kill me. This is Friday night or yeah, no. Yeah. Um, Rockin' in the USA. Yes, there yes, it is. Yes. Well, either of those songs uh-huh. that I just mentioned uh-huh. fall into this category of what serves as a summer jam. See, those are not... I, well, if I think of a summer jam, I think... Which is also another show yeah. that we did. You guys should listen to our Ben Cronenberg show about summer jams. <laughs> summer you music. You did a summer jam episode too? Summer two? music, yes, summer, yes. Are you kidding? But he steered it off into just talking about sex, basically, so... <laughs> Well, the Get Lucky song, that's what it's all about. Yeah, summer songs should Stand be about up sex. All night to get lucky. They should be about uh, late night stuff. I mean, I think of Motown. I think of Zeppelin. I think of like, you know, oh. 60s era soul music is my summer go-to usually. That's that's my go-to just year-round. All round. the time. Yeah, so. oh, sure. But in the summer, it's particularly, you know, like Sly and the Family Stone, oh. hot fun in the summertime. Come oh, on, you can't beat it. Yeah. You can't Sing beat a it. Song. You're out on a boat, you play that. It's the best. You're having a little little beer, taking a little little break. It's a good time. Okay, all right. See, <laughs> or that's, uh, a, that's a completely different take on the. Because I, I, see I this, don't need the you, mood. I feel, I feel so much better because I'm really forcing myself into the pop. This is what music I'm saying. World and, Let it go. Right, we don't need to be trendy. We're old. You have kids for Christ's sake. 
<laughs> who cares about the trends? The trend, you know, we're going to do trends for old people. That's what we're going to do. Trends for old people. So okay. listening to your parents' music is a trend for old people. All right, twenty-five to thirty-four demographic. <laughs> we got you back. You're yeah. back. Come on back. Yeah. Um. What What about the uh, best best concert of the summer? Are you going to any shows this summer? You, the, anything that you're looking forward to? My you co know, my host Joel. He also yeah. he's sad that he's not here. He's stuck with baby. Speaking of being yeah, sure. being old and in this demographic, you, you um, babies. It's he ours. says he's really excited about the Lumineers, uh, their second show at Red Rocks, hmm. because the rumor, it's unconfirmed, that the Colorado Symphony is going to be there at the same oh, time. So cool. that should be pretty fun. And then he's he's predicting uh, that the Bob Dylan Wilco My Morning Jacket show will be awful because, yeah. frankly, Bob Dylan is not. Oh, bless his heart! Bless his heart. He's he's still a legend in my mind, but yeah. no, I don't think I could see him live. Yeah, I saw him in '97 uh, with Paul Simon, uh, and you know he was still, I would say, spry. Uh, okay. He was he was still it was still happening for him, but you know just barely. <laughs> that was over ten years. Well, was that yeah, over ten years ago. And, you know, I've, I've heard tell my mom has seen him, you know, my sister's seen him. It's just like, they're like, he looks like a corpse up there. And he didn't, he didn't hardly look at the audience and he was just kind of, you know, just barely there. And I don't uh. know, I mean, it's, it's sad and, and. That's that's my whole thing, you know. Uh, the replacements are reuniting. I don't know if you knew that. Really? I think they are coming to Denver. I know they're serious? going to Chicago. That's the very first show I saw in Denver at the really? Bluebird. Was the replacements oh. way back? That's that's fantastic. Yeah. And and everybody only knew one song by the replacements. Really? And, but that's that's all they knew at the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was when they first hit their their signal hit on MTV. Okay. And and then yeah, I, that's we were hanging out with them in like the alley behind bluebird and wow. getting their autograph so you really very, were there at the beginning it was very exciting yeah. for for 17 year old ron see now that's what a concert should be you know yeah i agree and that's why i i, I don't think i'm look. I, I have no like big concerts i want to go see because i'm just i don't have two hundred dollars a hundred dollars to spend to go see i would love to go see fleetwood mac but it's not going to be the fleetwood mac from the 70s you know it's no. not I, I miss the who i love the who I, i've I've seen so many concerts of theirs, but it's just not going to be this. It's just Roger and Pete, and and they're really old. And I'm sure they rock. I'm sure they're still rocking, you know, as much as they can. But are they rocking $150 worth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd rather go to the high dive for $10 and see a band I've never heard of. And see a local, and have, a local band or a band you don't know at yeah, all. Yeah, and have the most amazing time. Like, one of my favorite concerts I've ever seen was in the summer. It was a band called Art Brute from England. They're kind of like, I used to call them punk rock meets Spinal Tap. Because they're very okay. like, there's like a lot of comedy. Like one of their songs is called Modern Art. And the chorus is like screaming, modern art makes me want to rock out. And <laughs> it's, be it's the best. It's, they're amazing. But there was like, you know, 50 people at the high dive. And it was just mind-blowingly good. And it was just because I happened to be down there and have heard their album or whatever. You know, like it cost $10 or whatever, $5. I don't even know. That's those are the experiences that I would I'd like to have this summer. See, I I just want one show that that I can afford mm -hmm. and with a band that I'd I'd be interested in seeing at Red Rocks. Yes, because it's been a long you time. You do since like I've been the one Rocks. summer Red Rock show, yeah. But the problem is Red Rocks has sort of been ruined for me by the summer concerts that happen at Red Rocks that I hate. I mm. absolutely hate like the Almond Brothers mm. at Red Rocks. Sorry, they need to ban the Allman Brothers from <laughs> have Red you, Rocks. Have you seen them there? I have, and Dickie Betts will 
ruin your brain <laughs> with the highest, as far down the neck of the guitar as he can get, and mm. he will sustain this awful squealing note for like 35 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and the same with Dave Matthews' band. I... I saw them there too. I'm not into Dave Matthews at all anymore. And part of it is because I saw them live. Well, uh, and it maybe that nuts. was a good thing. Then. <laughs> maybe that was meant to happen. I was living in Boulder. I was sort of contractually Aww. obligated to That's like them. That's <laughs> adorable. <laughs> yeah, I saw Jack White there last summer and I was really disappointed. Yeah. I, I think he has that whole stripped down idea of, of, you know, how he wants his sound to be. But I don't know what happened. I don't know if his audio engineer just didn't know how to set up for that kind of stadium. But it was just like tinny and his guitar was way too out front. You couldn't hardly hear the rest of the band. And then the lighting was really terrible as well. It was just like, do you guys not know how to put on a show? Because I would have thought you guys would have been the best at it, you know. Yeah, right. But it just didn't look well good. I mean, it would have been good like in a small club, I suppose. But this mm-hmm. is like a big stadium. Do you, you think know? that's that's his thing, though? Right now, that's kind of what he's into. Well, I know he's into like the stripped, he's always been into the stripped down, putting barriers in in front of yourself and the music kind of thing. But, you know, you're putting on a show, man. Like, you know, at least make it sound good at the very least. And let me be able to see you. You could hardly even see him. The lighting was so bad. I'm I'm excited for Kitty Crimes. Kitty Crimes. I don't know them. Kitty Kitty Crimes. It's she. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the alter ego of, of a, a singer here in town. It's her, her gangster rap. Oh, sweet. Ultra persona. Um, uh, we've, we've played some of their music on the podcast before. Uh, she's going to be at the high dive. It's a $10 show sort of thing on the awesome. 21st. That, that I think will be really good. There you go. I wouldn't mind going to see the black, uh, see black sheep. Uh, they're supposed to be coming to town. I like rap snake, rail, rail snakes. Always a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going through the list here. You, you like rap. Are you aware of lady Wu? Oh, I know. I missed oh it this God. year. Oh, my God. It was isn't amazing. It, isn't it cool? It was amazing. I have to go see all of them individually now because they're such amazing MCs. Like, yeah, they don't really do much as MCs separately. Really? They don't. No, oh this is God. a once-a-year thing that they do. They oh all put on. Oh, my God. Most they're of just... them, they're like poets and writers that sort of get together to... See, now, Rue was telling me that, Rue Johnson, who, who put it together, but I, I thought for sure, like, these, these ladies have to perform all over town because they're just so amazing. No. No, wow. isn't it's, wow. it's crazy. It's well, really maybe really I need to start encouraging them to do so. You even though I don't know pro- any of you them, you should become their promoter. <laughs> that would be good. Get that. I think they should take it on. Oh my I god! I think they should take the show on the road. Well, it's the it's the the passion they have for that music is so clear and and palpable, you know. And then it's shared with the audience because well, you know, lady speech. Yeah, in Oof. Ghostface. Oh, I love it. It's the best. <laughs> and and you know. I mean, a lot of cover uh, uh, cover bands you go see, it's a lot of fun. But these guys are like, there's something about, you know, and I was t- talking to Rue about this on our show. There's something about women speaking these supposedly misogynistic lyrics that kind of is really empowering and, and interesting and, and changes the whole meaning of it, you know? Oh, yeah. It's very, it's awesome. You guys should see Lady Wu. <laughs> yeah. If, if you, missed it, you missed it for this year, listeners, but mm-hmm. next year, Lady Wu. Oh. Um, yeah, Rue's Ru, been uh, been a guest on the podcast several times. She's oh, come she's on. We've best. talked. I love her. She has actually. Uh, I cannot wear khaki pants anymore. Did she told you not to? Because she hates khaki pants oh. so much that I'm worried I'm going to wear a pair. 
<laughs> even like you know like what's what's trendy as far as the cut yeah i'm gonna walk out on and bump into her and she's gonna vomit on me mm. uh, because she can't stay in khaki pants so well i i trust her fashion sense yeah and i'd be really curious to know what she thinks of what's going on this summer as far as fashion in denver mm-hmm. uh, have you noticed the high-waisted short shorts thing happening i've been wearing some of them you have been yeah okay i'm gonna totally hate on them because okay because i saw them poorly done yeah no you gotta wear them right you gotta have the you have to have the right style they have to fit well yeah see i was uh, i went to boulder creek festival over memorial day weekend and i saw the most egregious mm. uh, camel toed uh belly pouch sort of awfulness yeah. going on with the high-waisted shorts and i don't understand because i didn't when did they come back like help me yeah, out here like last year i think did they i was really? wearing them last year i mean i'm not the trendsetter i want to point that out too by the way i am in no way a trendsetter but uh i was wearing those last year just well see i have a i like to say i have a a vintage figure okay yes yeah. so things that were worn in the past look good on me because i have the body type that women used to mm-hmm. have in the past. This is just my theory. So t- high-waisted shorts were a big thing, like in the 40s and 30s. And so that's... See, the ones that I was seeing were from the mid-80s. <laughs> they were they were jean cutoffs oh. that were homemade. Like oh. they, It's like they went to the thrift store, got mom jeans, and then cut them off. Mom jeans. Mom, mom jeans, like way... So you don't want... You want a flatness. You don't want a, like a roundness. Oh. <laughs> There was so much around. It's supposed to help hold stuff in, not like emphasize. That's exactly the opposite of what was going on. And then you got it. Were they they tucking the shirts into the shorts? Uh huh. Okay. Well, that's not. That's all right. Yeah, they were. They were. Were they? Were they tight shirts though? Were they big poofy shirts? They. They were. They were baggy shirts. They were trying. They were trying. They were trying to emulate uh, what most of the girls look like at my high school uh, when I was in high school. (laughs) I think that's what. (laughs) Or just what's in the Urban Outfitters catalog. Yeah, days. that's true. That's yeah. a good point. Um, yeah, and then and then tank tops came back. Like when did the tank- for ladies or men? Well, they never really went out of style for women. Tank yeah. tops have been around for a long time, but they're back for guys in like a big way. Really? And yeah, it. I I think they are. It yeah. seems like it. I've seen them going around. I've seen a lot of guys wearing them this yeah. summer, and I'm wondering why. I, what's I your What's your opinion on guys wearing tank tops? Well. I mean, does it depend on the tank top and it, the guy? Exactly. Like, if you were a gentleman and you're very proud of your uh, uh, physique, yes, perhaps yes. you might want to. You're selling don tickets a, to the gun show. Sure, you might want to don a, a lovely tank top. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I think the overall thing with the sum, with summer clothes is, I think people forget. Now, maybe this is just me. Colorado is an extremely casual place. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Fashion is sort of. I mean, I don't know if you can call it fashionable at all, really, except, you know, <laughs> no. every now and again, people will get dressed up. I don't know if you remember during the DNC, all of a sudden there were people with suits walking right, around. there were. It was like, a completely different scene. Yeah, like elegant clothing walking around. It was like Denver had grown up, you know? Right, right, right. Because usually that's not the case, as everybody knows. But um, I think people, my take on summer clothes is if you're going to go casual, that's mm-hmm. fine, but still have a sense of elegance still have a sense of like you know don't look like you just you're you know because you're gonna get sweaty you're gonna get sweaty so wear something that's not gonna just like you know get see-through or you're gonna have sweat stains or (laughs) like your your thighs are gonna be rubbing together or something like 
you know, I, I don't know. If, if you're going to wear those short shorts, wear a really nice pair of short shorts that, like, you know, are well uh, uh, ironed, <laughs> that are, like, you know, okay, yeah, made yeah. out of good fabric that will hold up, you know. So you're claiming you don't know what you're talking about, but you, I'm like, okay, please tell me more because <laughs> I'm confused. Well, this is, I don't think this is even fashion. I think this is just, like, wearing some, this is just quality. Okay. Just wear quality clothing. Even, like, I, I shop pretty much at thrift stores, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's... I like to go through and find the stuff that's going to hold up over time. Yeah. And, you know, not, I mean, a, a t-shirt, great, wear a t-shirt, but then wear something, you know, wear a really nice pair of jeans or something. But then I'm also a snob. I'm definitely a snob. Yeah. So you, you feel like, so, so you, you say you don't, you, so you don't necessarily feel like you're an expert at fashion, but you have taste. And, That's and exactly that taste right. guides your judgment. I, I have my own sense of fashion. I think everybody should have their own sense of fashion. I, I agree. And I, so what I think happens, and I, I, I notice this in my own wardrobe too, is I get to winter and things get colder. And then I'm like, all my clothes in winter are much more fashionable than yeah, my summer clothes. Absolutely. Uh, because in the summer, I'm just, first of all, I'm running around, I'm doing stuff, I'm mm-hmm. outdoors more, but also I'm hot. So mm-hmm. I don't care about what I'm wearing. Yeah. And, and then I don't really upgrade it because... In men's fashion, things don't change very fast. Right, right. It's real slow. The The places it does change are usually in the winter with mm-hmm. pant styles, sweaters. Yeah. Those things change pretty rapidly where you look dated pretty quick. I have, you know, I have a pair of shorts from 15 years ago that <laughs> looks perfectly normal now. Right. Uh, so. It's a lot easier to be fashionable when you have, when you put on more things. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a suit is very easy, you know, a bad suit is bad, but you know, if you have a nice suit, you're going to look good no matter what, but you don't want to wear a nice suit in the summer, you know, no, unless you you're Don Draper, which, no, uh, you know, <laughs> even if you are, I, yeah. don't, I don't think it's a good idea. You got to, you got to stay cool. You got to go to the Don Draper on the weekend with, right, the, with right. the bowling shirt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> with the bowling shirt and the, and the, but the you notice he has, fedora. he has amazing sunglasses with those sort of silly bowling shirts. You know, there's, there's always the one thing that's like, oh, that guy's classy. That guy's, that guy's right. a, a good, you know, that's a good hip point. dude. Yeah. Uh, there's always something that you yeah, can do. I just, I just don't want to sweat. Yeah. Me right now, what I'm into all summer is flowy, 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 flowy clothes. I've got my big, long, flowy maxi dress on, and I love it because it's cool. It, it it looks really elegant, more elegant. Sure. Than, you know, there are maxi dresses that do not look elegant. You want to get the elegant ones, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you're going to wear something that's just one piece of fabric and it's cotton, you want to have it be a really nice cut. It's got to be pretty good. Yeah, like just like a good t-shirt So where, where where do you go to shop for your dresses? Well, this is at Ross. <laughs> this is Ross. Sweet. Sweet. That's it's awesome. It's thrift stores in Ross and TJ Maxx, and, and that's I don't. That's I think if I you're go. spending more than that, for clothes, I think you're kind of wasting your time too. That's I mean, my, you can, yeah, you, sh- I, I like to go and get like one really, one or two really good, nice things that are going to last forever. You know, like a nice white button up will last you forever if it's a good cut, you know, or, you know, I sound like a fashion magazine. I suppose you, <laughs> by the way, can, that. can I hate on something real quick yeah, yeah, yeah. that I noticed mm-hmm. in researching for this? I tried finding Denver fashion blogs. Oh, come on. No, it's not going to happen. I found I found a couple. Did you? Most of them uh, discontinued a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, they they're not up to date. And then the ones that I did find that are up to date are the most, if they're not the most hideous website I've ever yeah. seen. The fashions that are being discussed are really fucking terrible. Yeah, it's, it, it was it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was yeah, like Denver. I think you have a chance. You can have fun with fashion. We don't have to be big. See, that's there's got to be people that care about it here. Yeah. There have to be, of course, and and 
the listeners, if you care about fashion, go start a fashion blog and write about what's going on. Take pictures of people around Denver so we can start establishing and building something here. Because otherwise, it's just going to be me <laughs> and my ugly goddamn, my free t-shirt that I got somewhere. Well, but I don't think fashion trends don't come from Denver, though. You know, even people who are interested in fashion in Denver would still look to New York and L.A. and Milan and Paris and London and, you know, like the big fashion cities. See, but I think some people do actually look to Boulder, which is why I was so concerned about Oof. the high to short thing. Because Boulder, you, you can't deny when you go to Boulder, it has a completely different, it has its own unique style. It has a form of androgyny that, that sickens me. <laughs> it, has, it has the North Face androgynous blobs. Yes. Yeah. Even if they're athletic, I don't care. They're just all in North Organic Face. Organic food, synthetic clothes. Jesus Christ. I, I uh, cannot stand that, that the function over form across the board oh but across well, there's, the board. there's that there's that side but then there's also the the like hand dyed the hippie the hippie yeah look that I, comes I would, up in summer i respect and, that more than okay, than uh, i've got my gore-tex this and my you know it wicks this and that and fuck wicking <laughs> can i swear on this fuck wicking of course you can swear on this <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna be athletic I get it. But then take it off and put on actual clothes and look like a human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I do have fashion opinions. You I didn't do. You have fashion opinions. <laughs> but this it's isn't great. trends. This is just like, Well, no, that's fine. it's fine because it, I think it's applicable to summer. And it is important in summer because you, things change. The weather changes. It yeah. hit 100 degrees. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the best places to cool off and uh, the best patios in Denver. So please stick with us. Let's let's talk places to cool off. It was fucking hundred degrees. Yeah, on Tuesday it already. Was. This is early June. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get better. I think it's going to get worse. I I I hope you're wrong, but you may be right. And, and I may we, be crazy. We've got we've got wildfires going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was nice. We had a good run though. Early summer, uh, the beginning after, after Memorial yeah. Day, it was nice and cool and rainy, yeah. and it was sixty five degrees, and it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And now it's hot yeah so so where do you where do you like to go when when it's just absurdly too hot you know uh i don't think i've come up with a good place i think what happens is i'll i'll turn on my ac all my fans and i'll sit there and my brain won't be working yeah so if it was working i would be thinking like i should get out of my house and go somewhere else where it's cooler and not use up my electricity bill um i mean we talked about the movie theater yeah movie theaters are they are dark and air conditioned, mm-hmm. which is pretty fa- fabulous. Mm-hmm. If it's at night, I could go to uh, like a Steuben's or like a, a dark-ish restaurant is is nice. Yeah. Now, do you, do you, are you the sort of person who do you like water? Right. Yes, I loved. I would go to the pool. I uh, absolutely. I just uh, again, there's a money involved in going to the pool. Yeah, <laughs> unless see, you can hop the fence into an apartment pool. Yeah, is... see, I, I'm fortunate. I live in a condo complex oh, that has a pool. You lucky so, bastard! But they they drained it. It's cracked, and we can't use it. And oh no! My, my children and my wife are getting angry. Oh no! They're, that they're sucks. Kind of it does suck. It's not fun at all. Ugh. Uh, it's 
really upsetting yeah. that we don't have the pool, especially this week when it's been so hot. Yeah. But um, are there... Uh, yeah, Waterworld is fabulous. That's true. It's a really fun place. It is also a place where you can discover the wonders of tattooing in America in 2013. <laughs> like, I had no idea how many people have tattoos in this country in 2013. It has really changed, right? Yeah. And certain days you go and what you, you'll see uh, certain things. So certain days it's a lot of Bible verses. Certain days <laughs> it's a lot of sort of military tattoos. Yes, yes. Certain days it's like, you know, uh, indie, uh, hipster, artistic things. I saw a gigantic pirate ship across a girl's back with like strange Tim Burton-like characters. Have you ever been uh, to any other water park in the country that's better than Waterworld? No. I mean, I've been to smaller ones. Now, okay, I hear tell that uh, Schlitterbahn, I think it's called, Schlitterbahn, near Austin, yeah. is Down like legendary. Austin. It's supposed to be really cool. Yeah. yeah. And what's the one that's in Bill and Ted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Waterloo? True. Is it Waterloo? Is that what they call it? Is that's it? the fake name though, right? That's gotta be the fake name. Yeah. That can't be the real name. Yeah, I don't know what it actually is, but that one looks pretty good. It should be. Waterloo. So yeah. so our our recommendation this summer is to go find the fictional water park from Bill and Ted. It's gotta be a real water park. And then what you do is you dress up like Napoleon. You wear your white underclothings, you wear your, your Napoleon hat, and your you start bloomers. saying Sacre Bleu a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there aren't uh I, I actually I think my favorite place to to cool off in in Denver is is hanging out on a patio mm. early evening when it's starting to get dark. Mm-hmm. Uh there are so many awesome patios in this city. So you think so? I do, I do. Okay. Well you have to I understand hear, I, I grew I grew up in Roswell, New Mexico where there uh, the patio wasn't really a thing yeah. because it's hundred and twelve degrees outside. Right, right. Uh and it's dusty mm-hmm. and there's nothing pleasant to look at. Right. So so by comparison, I think I think Denver has really good patios. Okay, I don't, and I just maybe it's I just don't know other places that have better patios. Well, it's just, I think it's just the sheer number. I'm surprised that the city is such an outdoor activity-driven city, and that there's seems to be not very many patios, considering how many people are outdoors all the time. Like Austin, Texas, there's nothing but patios. Yeah, they do have a lot of patios. And it's pretty sweet. It's pretty great. Like, yeah. there's beer gardens, there's patios, there's porches, there's, I mean, it's just kind of the whole city. And that city gets really hot, like, yes, it, really quickly. Well, it doesn't just get hot, it gets super humid. Mm-hmm. And and I, if I'm going to love on one thing about Denver in the summer, is that it, it doesn't get humid. That's true. And it, it cools down at night. Humidity might be the worst thing. <laughs> I've ever experienced it's in my not entire so good. life. Well, especially coming from a desert state. I'm a desert rat. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So, so of the of the patios, of the limited selection of sure. patios <laughs> we have, mm-hmm. the the unacceptably small number of patios. <laughs> how, which which are which are your favorites? Which patios do you like? Well, let's see. Um, the one probably closest to my house is a very big disappointment, which is Lime on Sixth. Uh, it's just that the whole restaurant is run poorly. The re- that is, I I think one of my top ten worst food service experiences. Yeah, was there? But they have a patio that should be really great. It you could, know? it could be. Yeah, it could be really. I great. know it's on a busy street, but it's still like it should. It should be a great little patio. I think Pablo's right near there yes. should uh turn their entire parking lot into a patio in the what? summer they do they do this pancake breakfast right right uh benefit thing mm-hmm. and uh they turn the entire uh parking lot into a, a restaurant mm-hmm. and it's 
so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's a blast. I think they should do that all summer long because that's, that's that'd be a good idea. place to hang out. Yeah. I like. Uh, it's really it's not it's not good for evening, mm-hmm. uh, but for for breakfast brunch the cozy cottage on Tennyson. I don't know that one. It's it's lovely. It's like a garden and yeah. it's a cool breakfast spot and it's shaded. Mm-hmm. I also like covered patios. Sure, uh, I'm I'm okay with those too. I like uh, like Charlie Brown's. Mm-hmm. That's it's true. It opens up, which yeah. is which is perfectly acceptable. Even and the one at Benny's is oh yeah, nice, you know yeah the patio at Benny's. Yeah, I I like the <clears throat> the one that I think Westward named best patio. Whatever the one at Potager is is obviously you're in a you're in a beautiful garden in the in the back of the the building. It's really beautiful. Oh well, I can't I can't I can't afford that. I don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> you can go for happy hour. That's true. I can go show. Or you up. could just go get the, the, <laughs> the vegetable plates. Usually their vegetable dishes are better than their meat dishes, if you ask me. That's good. I'm a part-time vegan. I can hang yeah, with that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the what are the most overrated patios? The the worst patios. Well, I wanted to mention one more by the oh, way. Oh no, please. Because uh, I do have a new job at the Museum of Contemporary uh, Art. Plug and, plug. And I'm not. It's not even like I would go there anyway. But their balcony. They have a rooftop balcony around the cafe. It's all the way around. It's wooden. It's gorgeous. At the moment, there's a lot of construction is is partially what you can see. But in general, it's a beautiful urban landscape that you're looking out on, and you can sip your cocktails. And every happy hour, they've they've got they've got events there. I should say we've got events there. We yeah. yeah. On Wednesdays, we've got a, a mixology, a different uh, a mixology event. A different bartender from around town comes, and this month it's it's Ryan from Steubens. Um, mm-hmm. Next month it's a person from the kitchen. They come and they sort of make all sorts of fancy drinks and then on fridays they've got the uh crap i forget the name of it it's some sort of like justice league thing but it's for musicians it's musicians that have been around denver or they're around denver that have never played together are coming together and like jamming together and the museum is open till 9 p.m tuesday through friday i think so it's a really so so the patio is the patio actually open or is it like the Denver Art Museum where they have this fantastic patio on the roof and they don't ever let anybody out there? No, people can come out come out after five. I believe you do have to pay admission because you can also go through the museum, which right. you should. But it's five dollars to get in. So it's like a cover charge. Yeah, that's fine, especially if you're going on one of the nights where there's music. It's exactly. well worth it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of fun, and they'll have a grill service up there. They got a they got a bunch of cool sausages going on. Sweet. It's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, how about uh, the worst, the most overrated? The worst. Patios? Well, that that lime one is pretty bad. The lime lime is definitely pretty bad. Li- lime is definitely bad. I unfortunately, I think uh, thanks to that stupid building that went right in front of it, Linger's patio oh, is now. But they have a rooftop. I haven't been up to that yet. The rooftop used to be the greatest view of the city. So of wait, downtown. wait a minute. Wait a minute. And now wait it's a goddamn not. minute. There was the rooftop there before the building went up. No, no, no. I've, the rooftop patio was there. The rooftop the... patio at Linger was there, really? and you could see. You oh, would look shit. down, and I it was this gorgeous was... skyline. Oh. The coolest, the coolest view of Denver yeah. um, at night. Yeah. Now there's a an ugly yellow mm-hmm. and silver building blocking the view. Sort of ruined it yeah. uh, for me. And uh, well, any patio that is, let's say, on Blake Street. You know, Lodo, Blake Street, up on the roof. You know, what is it? Lodos? Sports Column, Lodos. <coughs> Sports Column, Lodos. Any of those? If any you, of those. Market Street, those ones? Ugh. Just. There. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I know they've got the sprinkler going and all that, but it's just, it's it feels like the end of a college party, like, always. Because it is. Yeah. Be- because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could go to those places on, like, a Wednesday morning. 
real early if they're open and then and you wouldn't it's, feel so dirty it's, for being no it's there. still gonna have the remnants it's still gonna have the oh you had to use bleach to clean your place didn't you because it's <laughs> disgusting what went on here the night before that's what it's gonna smell like yeah <laughs> it's gonna it's not gonna be an um, ambient lo- lovely you know they're not gonna serve brunch to you up there. <laughs> no they're not no they're not taylor so so we've got the idea of patios. We've got places to we cool have the We idea. have the summer jam playing yes. in the background. We have all of these things. We've got all these things. This is what brings together a nice, and makes... A nice cocktail. A nice Pimm's cup. That's a oh, good summer drink. Oh, yes. What, yeah, what are you, yeah, what are you drinking? You're drinking the Pimm's cup. I'm, I'm, that's, that's, I lived in England for a little while, and that's all they drink all summer. We're, as, as we call them here, Pimm's cup, as they call them there, just Pimm's. But, just just Pimm's. Yeah, and the people I sat with used the word absolutely over and over again. They kept going, oh, absolutely. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yes. Apparently. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Pim's Cup is your, is your pick for, for summer cocktail. It's, it's nice and refreshing. A Moscow Mule is nice too. But Moscow yeah, Mules I, are, yeah, yeah I, I think it's okay that the Moscow Mule is really trendy. I think mm-hmm. the Mojito mm-hmm. has been, the, the, is, is an excellent drink. Yes. But I think it was, it had its heyday and I think people are kind of over it. It's a bit, it's a bit sweet for me. I is mean, I realize you don't want to wake up with the, the rum and sugar hangover. Yeah. I mean, I realize that the, the Moscow Mule and the Pim's Cup are not like, certainly not, not sweet. But uh, you know, there's just too much sugar. See, I'm I'm an old lady at heart. Well, I'm probably an old man at heart, is what I am. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a big Manhattan bourbon drinker. Yeah. But in the summer, that just feels a little too little too much. It weighs it weighs on you. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll switch to like a like a vodka martini. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, even just the fact that it's clear makes it feel less. It, yeah, for some reason, the clear, the yeah. clear booze feels yeah. not as hot. Yes, but what is the drink that they serve for the Kentucky Derby? That is, uh, oh, the mint julep. The mint julep is a very good summer drink. Mint julep is an excellent summer drink. It really is, especially if you're like you just want to feel like you're in Kentucky for a bit. <laughs> if you want to feel like you're in Kentucky for a bit, exactly. you're just gonna take it slow. If you're too racist for mojito. <laughs> Then mint julep is your drink. Now, wait a minute here. <laughs> I know plenty of people from Kentucky who are not racist. <laughs> uh, I, my, my personal, my, my summer go-to is, is the Paloma. Uh, I don't know what that is. Which is, uh, mm. it is tequila and squirt. And oh. It, and it has to oh, be squirt. My. It's really good. You have to trust me Oof. on this. It's a delicious drink. Okay. And then, and then like a squeeze of lime. That's all there is to it. All it's right. simple. Just trust me. Yeah. It's, it's good. I don't know if you're, what your take on tequila is in general. Oh, I love tequila. But uh, it, it works really well. It's what folks in Mexico actually drink huh. um, instead, of, instead of margaritas. Interesting. But here, folks will try and do like they'll do like, they'll do like a lime hmm. syrup and, and grapefruit make juice or other or things. They try and make it fancier yeah. and it, it just doesn't, doesn't yeah. hold up. It's not well, that's like my, my mom's two favorite summer, drink, summer drinks are like a shandy. Yeah. She enjoys, and she also enjoys, I don't know what there's, I'm sure there's an official name for it. She calls it a bloody beer. Which oh, is, yeah, bloody beer. Tomato, yeah. tomato juice and, and beer. Yeah, she will use the spicy V8 tomato juice. That's that's her. That's kind of go-to. the only way you have to do yeah. it. But whatever you do, do not do not accidentally let your, your brothers-in-law from Kansas, <laughs> don't let them convince you to try the Bud Light with Clamato oh, that comes in a can. Oof. It might be the worst thing I've ever tasted it in my life. It sounds like you had an experience. I don't like tomato juice in general. Uh, yes, I had an experience. It was the worst thing I've ever tasted <laughs> in my life. It was, uh, yeah. Well, now they're selling margaritas in a can. So margarita in a can is fine. Uh, you know, actually, I think sparkling wine is really cool. And mm-hmm. uh, Infinite a nice Monkey. Prosecco. Yeah, mm-hmm. Prosecco or Moscato. The, mm-hmm. 
go go out and get yourself a little the one of those little cans of right. infinite monkey theorem. Yeah. Have that, chill it, and drink that. I think you're good. Yeah, you could do that. You could add a little little like a raspberry liqueur to that or something. Oh, like you're getting drops. super fancy. That's I'm, I'm awesome. the I'm I'm the what's her name? Nigella Lawson. Yeah. Of podcast no that's not true she's she's the nigella she's the podcast <laughs> she have her own podcast yeah. that'd be fun and i had i would every everything i would say and if i were her everything i say would induce you to want to have sex like that oh right there her voice go. is just like okay i, I want to have sex with chocolate now yes i do because you're talking about chocolate <laughs> yeah can we talk briefly about podcasts just we're, we're yeah, at the let's end go here. inside baseball yeah let's go inside baseball first of all i we all at at this podcast, we love you guys, <laughs> and and we all have a, a crush on your voice. Oh, not so much Kevin's, but we Which, love Kevin in general. You told me that, and I yeah. I don't think anybody has ever like I did not realize I had some sort of radio voice. You got radio voice. <laughs> it's natural for you. It really is. It's true. Well, I've also been technically trained as an actor. I mean, yeah, you know, technically, you, yes, yeah. Can you be more humble? <laughs> I can actually. I could keep going. So yeah, tell tell us just a little bit about the about the podcast. Uh, it's called These Things Matter. Yeah, and our tagline is Pop Culture Autobiographically. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. We have on creative types, uh, actors, musicians, comedians, directors, writers, all sorts of people, and we talk to them about their uh, Life in pop culture, and generally it's specifically one thing that they're obsessed with. One thing they're obsessed with, and yeah. then they sort of take you through the journey of how that thing has affected them over their lives. That's kind sometimes, of... That's sometimes. That's the idea, but generally what happens is we start arguing. <laughs> yeah, you just arguing about what's good and what's not. Thing, yeah. We have a lot of... Kevin and I got together for, as friends because we both have a lot of strong opinions about pop culture. Yes. In a very high-fidelity... Uh, mode, let's right? Say. Which is is how the the name of the podcast. Came That's about. right. Yeah, yeah, it comes the from the movie. You guys have an advantage over us as a uh-huh. podcast because you what you do is is evergreen. You mm-hmm. could take any one of the These Things Matter podcasts and and listen. You can listen to them out of order. Mm-hmm. You can go back and listen to old ones mm-hmm. that are uh, a year old and they're just as good now as they were uh, back then. Uh, because of the things you cover. I just think that the the point that I brought up at the beginning here of both of us being old people and therefore yeah. not trendy is just true. Like, I don't know anything about new music. I made a New Year's resolution to try and learn something, like like listen to a new album every week or something. I, I haven't done it. I'll go back and I'll just, I'll, I'm now getting into like early 70s metal. Like, that's what I, that's what I do. I don't listen to new stuff. I just don't. And it's, I feel out of touch. I feel like I couldn't relate to uh, the kids these days, you know? Damn kids. I know. And I never thought I'd be that person because I was always on the cutting edge of everything when I was younger. Yeah. But now I want to know everything about everything that came before. And I think Kevin is also interested in the old stuff and, and sure. all that. So that's kind of the show is like we talked the, our most recent show is about Prince. So yeah, you, you, you have the advantage of being evergreen. You get to talk about this stuff. But true. Let's face it, Taylor. What? Nostalgia is trendy right now. It's in. <laughs> That's very true, actually. It is very it is Or very even, even nostalgia for something that you didn't actually experience. Especially for things you didn't experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you were talking about the Lumineers. <clears throat> Am I correct in saying they have a bit of an old-timey thing about oh, them? Oh, absolutely. Okay, they're, see, this is the thing. I don't they're, know. They're channeling, they're channeling Jug Band. Well, uh, I guess, well, we're going to have to, well, 
we'll have to talk more. We'll yeah. talk more about podcasting. We, if you, we should have you on our show, Ron. I'd love that. I don't know what I want to talk about. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's the thing. If you have a good topic, it really it really works well. Yeah. I got I got to think about I'm it. I'm sure you're obsessed with something. Oh, I'm obsessed with lots of things. <laughs> L- lots of obsessions. Lots of obsessions. But uh, in the meantime, where where can folks find you? Well, give, we, give your give your shameless plug. This is a thing you do at the end of your podcast. We do. So you do the same, please. Uh, so we have our website, which is thesethingsmatterpodcast.com, and we post our episodes there. And sometimes we're trying to get going with like more other content as well. But thus far, we haven't really. We've both been too busy with our lives. So, um, but I uh, am Taylor at thesethingsmatterpodcast.com. If you want to get hold of me, I'm on Twitter. Taylor Gonda. <laughs> well, T- Taylor Gonda, thank you so much for coming thank on the you, podcast. Ron. Yeah, this is uh, great. That, that's uh, that's it for this week, folks. Uh, Denver Diatribe is sponsored by Illegal Pete's. Our theme music is by T.J. Miller from his extended play EP, and our web hosting is provided by BlueChannel.com. For more information about Denver Diatribe, check out our website DenverDiatribe.com or search for Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook. I'm Ron Doyle on behalf of uh, Taylor Gonda. Thanks for listening. Again, harnessing what we've done before Playing the profit when we hop up on our summer tour Yeah, an open road is the best When you hit both coasts Just rocking shows with your best friends Lateral wisdom, longitudes missing out Every day something new coming through different towns Yeah, we write tunes that crack through the surface The times that would give life purpose Some are dreaming and I know that I've seen it before Another season but I seem to believe in it more So can we leave yet? All my bags are packed The same drill every day is going back to back But yo, it's worth it But when we roll through the party And see an air Dubai up on the marquee From living in Vance to mingling with fans We're gonna rock this whole summer from beginning to end Come on And all the routines, cause summer's coming on And I'm gonna try new things for certain Lee, play it back so perfectly Take your time, cause we got the whole world to see Like I'm a kid again, loving every minute When we have another toast, toppling over the limit, man Cause up here, the stars shine very bright When you rock a different skyline every night Keeping my eyes wide, taking in everything Keeping my mind right, blowing up every dream And party time's best when you're never giving less than Everything you got, loading bowls and taking shots Forwards and back Far cruising to the rap charts, never letting go, breaking banks and crushing hearts. Yeah, the right channel to escape through something only me and my boys 